You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome into Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I am your host, Sean Bingham. Thank you once again for being with us. And, uh, you know, today I got a few things I want to talk about. And the first one, let's just do a quick rundown of the NBA. Very interesting night in Utah, which is where I am, for those that didn't know. Because the 76ers came to visit the Jazz, and they beat the Jazz in Utah without Joel Embiid. He was uh, sitting, just, you know, medical rest, if you will. They're calling it load management. And, you know, they're kind of babying him a little bit because they just paid him a grip of money after he only played, what, 36 games or something? But Joel Embiid did not play, and the Sixers still won. It would have been really, really fun to watch Rudy Gobert and Joel Embiid go at it. They did not. Gobert had 16 points, 15 rebounds, 3 blocks. But he had a minus 20 in his 36 minutes of play. Very bizarre night in Utah. Sixers have now won 5 straight. They're looking pretty good, and they still haven't had a full suit up. So Ben Simmons looks like Rookie of the Year to this point, though. I mean... That guy is very, very good, averaging 18 points, 9.8 rebounds, and 8.2 assists, almost averaging a triple-double, and he's a rookie. Ben Simmons looks phenomenal, super athletic, great talent. The Sixers have a very bright future. They do. Trust the process, right? Trust the process. So another interesting thing in the NBA, the Knicks, they get rid of Carmelo Anthony. They're now 6-4. and four. The Thunder get Carmelo Anthony. They're now 4-6. and six. Not saying there's a direct correlation. It's still early. I still think the Thunder are the better team. But it is kind of interesting seeing Porzingis, Kristaps Porzingis, now clearly the man in New York, and he's dominating, averaging 30 points a game on the season, 7.5 rebounds. Last night he had three blocks in about three seconds, all on Cody Zeller. It was a fantastic defensive uh, sequence there by Porzingis. He's he's fantastic. I think the Knicks, uh, you know, are a playoff team in the East. Honestly, the Cavs beat the Greek Freak and the Bucks one twenty four one nineteen at home last night. Giannis had forty points, nine rebounds, three assists, and four blocks on sixteen of twenty one shooting. But the Cavs get the better of them. LeBron was his consistent self, 30 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Kevin Love, 32 points, 16 rebounds. But what was most interesting about this game is that Dwayne Wade literally apologized in the arena to the fans that were still there during his post-game interview. So over the loudspeakers, you know, they do the post-game interview and it's on TV and on and over the speakers. And Dwayne Wade apologized to the Cleveland fans and vowed that, that the Cavs were going to perform better moving forward. And they're, they're, the Cavs are actually 4-0 against, you know, what's considered to be quality opponents, and then 1-6 against the rest of the league. So we all figured they'd turn it on at some point, and it looks like that point might be now. <clears throat> okay, moving on. NFL. <laughs> there was one thing I had to bring up, because I keep seeing it on Instagram and Twitter and stuff, and I have failed to mention it yesterday or the day before, but it happened on Sunday, so I'm a couple days late, I apologize. But if you haven't seen this clip yet, you need to go look it up. It's Jameis Winston's pregame pep talk. <clears throat> excuse me. Pregame pep talk from last week against the Saints. And he licks all of his fingers and says, what's that? That's a W. And he, he turns his fingers into you know the W sign. 
and then starts biting his fingers and says, who wants to eat a W? And his teammates are looking at him like, what are you talking about? But they're trying to get pumped up because he's their leader. He's their quarterback. It is the most ridiculous non-pep talk pep talk I've ever seen in my life. You have to go look it up. Jameis Winston, eat a W pregame pep talk against the Saints. Go look it up. It's it's hilarious. It'll give you a good laugh. So, all right, let's move now to uh, to college football. The The rankings are out. The college football playoff rankings are out uh, post, you know, this last Saturday when there were some big upsets. Ohio State going down, Penn State going down. And here's the top, t- top eight, because that's really what we're looking at the most, right? Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, no changes there. Oklahoma, TCU, Miami, Wisconsin, okay? So here's where it gets interesting, and this is what I want to ask you guys. Should there be a scenario in which a Power 5 conference champion goes undefeated and gets left out of the college football playoffs? Think about that. There's four spots. There's five Power 5 conferences. And this year, you've got Notre Dame with no conference affiliation beating down the door of the college football playoffs. So there's really only two spots left, or excuse me, uh, three spots left, meaning two conference champions will be left out. Absolutely, they will if Notre Dame wins out. And I think Wisconsin is that team. I think the Pac-12 is out. I don't think they have anyone good enough. Maybe if a bunch of crazy stuff happens, Washington wins out. Uh, they're the only one-loss team with a chance. And they're ran- I think they were ranked ninth. In fact, they are. Yeah, they're ranked ninth. So there's a chance there. But I- I'm saying the Pac-12 is left out. And I think there's a very good chance that Wisconsin would be left out even if they finish undefeated. They've got number 20 Iowa this week. And then they'll have most likely um, a top, you know, top twelve or so team in the the Big Ten championship. It could be Michigan State, it could be Ohio State, it could be Penn State. I think it's going to be Ohio State, and so they'll end up playing Ohio State, who's currently ranked thirteenth. So those are two chances for them to get quality wins. But look at what's ahead of them. Okay, we'll start with number eight, Miami, or sorry, number seven, Miami, right above them. Miami's undefeated as well, also in a power conference. And they play number three, Notre Dame, this week. And then they'll play number four, Clemson, in the ACC championship. Zero percent chance Wisconsin leapfrogs them if they go undefeated. TCU is currently number six, two spots ahead of Wisconsin. And they play at number five, Oklahoma, this week. I would say there's no chance Wisconsin leapfrogs them if they go undefeated. Above them is Oklahoma, of course, who plays TCU this week. Again, I don't see any scenario in which they say Wisconsin leapfrogs four spots above a team who beats a top five, top ten opponent and then goes under, uh, you know, wins out from there. Clemson, number four, eight and one. They play number seven, Miami, most likely, that is, uh, in the ACC championship. Notre Dame, eight and one. They play at number seven, Miami. Uh, again, don't see a scenario in which Wisconsin can leapfrog five, six spots um, again, you know, to, to surpass teams that are beating top 10 opponents. Alabama at number two, 9-0. They play at number 16, Mississippi State, at number 10, Auburn, and then they'll play number one, Georgia, in the SEC championship, which of course leaves us with Georgia. They'll play at number 10, Auburn, number two, Alabama, 
And so, I mean, it, there's too many teams above Wisconsin that control their own destiny. I, I just don't know that Wisconsin's going to get in. Obviously, someone's going to lose out of Oklahoma and TCU this week, so one of them will drop below Wisconsin. Then you'll have, uh, let's see, Notre Dame and Miami play this week. One of them's going to lose and will drop below Wisconsin as well. So if Wisconsin can beat number 20 Iowa, I think it's very safe to say they'll move up to number six, but I don't see how they get into the top four by the end of the year. I just I just don't see it. Unless somehow the SEC, you know, cannibalizes itself and, you know, Georgia drops a game to Auburn or Alabama and Alabama drops a game to Auburn or Georgia or Mississippi State, you know, maybe then you get uh, you know, you get Wisconsin leapfrogging them, but I doubt it. I can't see the SEC champion not making the playoffs. Uh, even if one even with one loss. And then Notre Dame in Miami, if they, they're, they're, okay, there could be this scenario. Here's a scenario. Notre Dame loses to Miami, and then Miami loses to Clemson. Even that would only get Wisconsin to number five. I, you know, and then, well, and then if Georgia and Alabama, yeah. So that that's how it would have to work. Sorry, I'm, you can tell I'm kind of thinking through this as I go a little bit. So if, t- so follow me on this. Miami and, and Notre Dame play. Miami would need to win that. Notre Dame would then have two losses. They'd be out of the college football playoffs for sure. So that moves Wisconsin up to number seven. TCU and Oklahoma, one of them loses. Doesn't matter who. They're out. So Wisconsin now up to number six. So then Miami would need to lose to Clemson in the ACC championship. So that would knock Miami out. It would knock Notre Dame out. It would knock TCU or uh, Oklahoma out. That gets Wisconsin up to number five, and then you've got Georgia and Alabama, and they're both not going to get in over an undefeated Wisconsin. So if Wisconsin were to win out, beat Iowa, beat Ohio State, or whoever they end up playing in the Big Ten Championship, that's the only way they get in. The only way Wisconsin gets in is if Miami can beat Notre Dame this week, but then Miami has to lose to Clemson in the ACC Championship game, and that's it. And they have to win out, of course. So they need those two things to happen. It's a tall order. It's kind of weird to think that a Power 5 conference champion who's undefeated would need that much help to get in. But that's the position Wisconsin's put themselves in with the uh, schedule that they have. So very, very interesting. Wanted to hear your thoughts on that. My, my prediction is this. My prediction is that Georgia will not make it. Alabama will make it. I think Notre Dame is going to beat Miami and that Notre Dame will get in, and I think Clemson will win out, and they'll get in, and I think the Big 12 champion will be probably Oklahoma, and they'll get in, and I think that the Pac-12 and the Big 10 are going to be left out, which is crazy because it looked like the Big 10 was the best conference in the country this year. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. Hit me up on Twitter, at Sean Bingham. That's all I got for today. I'm out. Peace. Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out stbsportstake.com. Simply the best in sports. Cause we are warriors, warriors.